the hurry the hell up eyes are hilarious, bro. Uh, <laughs> do we need to say, baby? Uh, first and foremost, man, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Welcome to the Justice League podcast, where it's just us now. Uh, now let's talk, man. It's, it's time to reveal the new nickname. Uh, new I'm nickname excited. alert. I'm very excited. So let's see what it is this week. <laughs> the, last so of the, the last of the last of the last of the Dohicans. You know why they call me that? Why do they call you the last of the Dohicans, man? Because one day Hollywood will make a movie about me and my niggas. <laughs> and you that one of was them. fire. And you are one of them. That was fire. <laughs> What? Yes, we out here. That's fire, bro. Side note, I like that hoodie. Is that one of yours? Yeah, you get on the site. Uh, shout out to the single fathers. I'm getting one of those. I'm ordering one of them one, and I'm gonna pay full price because that's what friends Shit. do. That. that you know what's funny? That is what friends do, man. I think a lot of people get it messed up because they be like, uh, hey, man, man, I ain't paying for. Let me get the, the Let me promo get the play of But see, you really show love if you just buy it and just don't say nothing and just show up with it on. That's what I feel. Facts. And that's the realest, though. Like, mm -hmm. that's real. Um, oh, before so we go any further, before yeah. we go any further, everybody uh -huh. out there, thank you for tuning in to another episode yeah. of the Justice League podcast. Please subscribe to the page, subscribe yeah. to the notifications, comment, share the video, like the video, all that good stuff. Every little bit counts. That's a fact. Yes, yes. So how's they everything with you? How was your weekend? Huh? They showing love on your page with it, man? They liking the Absolutely. show? Absolutely. Yo, the comments have been great. People been asking for two a week. Oh, that's the crazy. Demand is starting that's to good. jump up. So we are that's definitely good, out there and having a good time. How was your weekend, man? I know we uh we were together <sighs> yesterday. We got to shoot. Side note, it's yeah. always a pleasure shooting with you. You're genuinely a pleasure to be around. Let me get let me give you your flowers. Not only did CT cast me in his in his production, he also hired my baby girl, Kiara Janae. As a PA, he's known her since she was a little kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? So hired her as a PA, paid her same day of, cast her. Same day of. Cast her, you understand me? She finna be blowing up in the world. And then even like, you know, like he's the type of person when you work with him, even if you start questioning yourself on set, I was just like, oh man, I'm sorry if I didn't be. He's like, no, man, don't you gave me more than enough. You are the man and I love you. So it's just genuinely <laughs> dealing with the BS you normally got to deal with with yeah. shoots. I be having a good time. So thank you for having hey, it. My daughter wouldn't stop talking about it. She had a Bro, and I fed y'all. Here's the thing. Yes. Here's the thing about. <laughs> <laughs> and the daughter messed up the order on my smoothie, but we ain't gonna talk about that yet. <laughs> Here's the funny thing, bro. Like, so everybody, um, to go backwards to forward, Saturday was like a lot of pre-production stuff for me to get ready for Sunday shoot. Um I typically like to only shoot once or twice a month so I could just get everything in. Um, and Sunday we shot the content and it was so dope because uh, there were so many of us there. Not many of us, like it was literally a small group, but mm -hmm. we were there. We were having fun. We mm -hmm. laughed and created some great moments, I think. And hopefully the people yes. enjoy it. But the super dope part was seeing Doughboy as this father. And this is what I mean. <laughs> so your daughter's 15 now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I hadn't seen her. I haven't seen her since she was five or six years old, right? Right. 
So the interesting thing was not only is she super tall now, like she's her own person, <laughs> but Doughboy turned into like this pageant mom with her, right? So it was like <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. So Kiara, um, I want you to stand over here. Doughboy was like, <laughs> <laughs> you heard what the man's like. <laughs> Bro, and then it was like we having a ball, and like Doughboy said, end of the shoot. He's like, yeah, man, you know, you know, sorry, I wasn't funny. I was like, what? You were hilarious. <laughs> what did you say that man, wasn't we be, funny? We be just questioning ourselves sometimes. Like you always want to, like you know, what I'm saying, especially if you add something to what somebody doing, you wanted to just yeah. knock out the park. And I was just like, it was that one time when me and John was going back, and you was like, no, did I tell you to? Give him something. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be my favorite one. I'm gonna tell yes. people right now. Oh, just because, I already, bro. bro. I already was thinking about that. I'm gonna shoot some ideas for future episodes, but I yes. think y'all got one, y'all, bro. One. I'm gonna tell that everybody. It's gonna be funny. The premise of it, man, because I'm not good at pitching things. I can. It's like once I show you. <laughs> So as I show you, you're like, oh, that's good. But me telling you about it, people are like, I don't think that's a good no, idea. No, 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 trust so, me, it's going to be good. It was so funny yesterday because you was talking to John. You were like, so John, man, this is what it is. Bobby-de-bop, de-bop-bop, skibbity-bop-bop, skibbity-bop-bop. And if he don't respond, he was like, okay, okay. You were like, nah, man, I'm, I'm pitching this all the way wrong, man. Come on. It's going to be incredible. And it's I so was giving him the best. Because <laughs> you one of the funniest niggas. So to see you pitching something to be like, ah, come on, guys. Just, and we like, nigga, we know it's going to be funny but no i you were giving I, me nothing bro i was like like fam nobody believes listen everybody out there the premise <laughs> of this is called <laughs> it's all in the name it's all da, in da, the name da. so the premise well the name of it is big black cops and we scored it in this the BBC unit, right? <laughs> and good, good past the fact that we weren't more moved by the title. They're like BBC. Huh? Like, yeah, okay, we get it. Right? BBC, everybody, right. everybody's there. And, this guy uh, gets it, right? <laughs> this guy does. He knows. <laughs> Bro, I was so hyped to tell y'all nobody was giving me nothing. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Let's just shoot the fucking skin. Get out. <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want. Go to the goddamn fish grill. Do whatever you're gonna do. But now, nah, man, I think it's definitely gonna be funny. And it's and, and can I say this as well? Shout yeah. out to Big Job, man. Big Job's just one of my favorite people in Hollywood. You know why? Yeah. He's always consistent mm. with who he is. Never switches up different audiences. Shout out to the homie Big Job, man. I, I had a blast yeah. yesterday, man. It was and man. This is what I love, man. I love shooting with my family because it's like mm -hmm. we've known each other, all of us 10 years plus, and it's like to get mm -hmm. together and to be where we all are right now is so dope and to collaborate and make mm -hmm. something even doper and to see you guys shine and just come through. And it, man, it was just wow. so dope. Because so we, we've been around each other when it wasn't all yeah. that. And I wanted to ask you this, and I put this on yeah. the docket as well. Okay, so a lot of people don't know. And I know that we tell a ton of stories here, mm -hmm. that, you know, or whatever. So a lot of people don't know, but like you were there within the actual conversation. It was mm -hmm. IHOP, 
two o'clock in the morning, sucker. Mm. I think maybe two thousand seven ish, close this, to two thousand eight. Maybe just two thousand eight. Closer, closer, yeah, two thousand eight, closer yeah, to two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah. And I remember because I had been doing comedy at the time for about three years. Mm. Um, I had did the little uh, the TV thing out in Sacramento where I was one of the the personalities on the on the television station out there. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like you know starting to make a little bit of money. But it was in that conversation that me, you, and BT had. And I, matter of fact, it was in 2009 because I remember I ended up saying I was going to leave in March and I didn't end up leaving until October. So I remember oh, wow. it now. So I remember it was me, you, BT, Kinsey, and we had like went through all of these things and we talked through all these things. And then finally I was like, mm -hmm. all right, man, I think now I have what it takes to move out to L.A. So I wanted to pose that question to you. When did the light go off for you? to say, you know what, I'm this 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 guy, I'm in Detroit, I'm doing my thing, but now it's time for me to leave all comfortability behind mm -hmm. and go chase my dreams. And, and I never told you how much I looked up to you for that because you did it so young. So I just want you to take yeah. me back to that, to then, and how did you know that you were ready to go jump into the water like that? Well, let me just say right now, for those of you guys who are watching and you see my nose itch, I'm not on that narcotic. I have. <laughs> I tried these nose hair clippers yesterday and I felt like I got everything on the right side. But the left side, I feel like the, it's like the hair still tickle and uh -huh. it catches me at the wrong time and plus allergies, but I'm not on that narcotic. Okay, okay. Uh, that would be a horrible like, ending. You all right? <laughs> And I'm talking about you being in Hollywood. You're like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. <laughs> Let's keep the party going. No, it's um so the even funnier part is I remember that it was you, me, BT Kingsley, in that IHOP. And okay, anyway, so to answer your question, uh for me, I was I always knew I was gonna be in LA. Like even when I started coming in Detroit at 18, it was all to get to LA. I'm like, I gotta get to LA, I gotta be here because this is where things happen. I knew nothing was going to happen for me in Detroit mm -hmm. because everybody was already like in Detroit, nobody moves. This is before the internet. Mm -hmm. When you're in a position. It's big to say that before the internet stuff yeah. was way different. Way different. Like if you had a position, mm -hmm. you kept that position. Like nobody's moving you out of it. Right. Uh, the internet has forced people to move out your way. I say that to say, so when I was in Detroit, Coco and Foolish were on the radio, Shawnee D was on the radio, Kool-Aid, rest in peace, was on the radio, mm -hmm. and there was no TV. Uh, Melvin Bender, who's mailman, he was doing commercials around the city, <clears throat> but there was really no place to advance if okay. you're a young comedian, so outside of just crushing stages. So I remember I had performed one night at one of the local spots, Hunter Supper Club, and one of my best friends to this day, comedian Mike Larry. Uh, he calls me the next day. Like I blew it up, bro. Like I blew it up. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Hey man, how many times you going to do that? I'm like, what? Those were new jokes. What you talking about? So he's like, no, how many times are you going to be performing at Hunter supper club in front of the same crowd, the same people? He's like, dude, you, and how old are you when this happens? Just so at I this know. time I'm 20. I'm about 20. to be 21 in like a month. Right. Okay. And, uh, he's like, Look, bro, you ain't got no kids. You ain't got nothing holding you here. You need to go before something is holding you here and you can't go. And Ooh. he's a father. So he's okay. at the time, his kids were like eight and nine, right? Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. nine and seven or something like that. And he's a full-time dad. And he's like, look, man, I can't go. Like, I got to raise my kids. But you, you can go. And 
Ooh, that so struck he- something in me. I was like, man, he's really because you know it's, it's easy to say, oh, I'm gonna go to LA or I'm gonna go do this or I'm gonna achieve that. But mm-hmm. if you don't really go for it, you just talking. And he called me on my bluff, like he was like, Yo, when are you gonna do it? And I was like, Well, I turn 21 next month, you know, I ain't gotta sneak into comedy clubs, no, because in Detroit, I was sneaking to perform because I was underage. What? Yeah, you can't. There really were no comedy clubs except for Mark Ridley's and Joey's at the time. You had to be 21 or over to be in a performing a bar. So I was sneaking oh, yeah, in. Alcohol. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Okay, so uh, I was like, man, he really calling me on this. I'm like, all right, man, I, I'm a go next month. So the next day, I told my mom. I said, Ma. Now at the time, were you working a job or anything, going to school, or you were just trying to figure it out no, at that time? You I had just tried, trying to. I had so I told you I started comedy at 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to I went to college for about a semester and a half. So the first semester, I was there. And I was all about school. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's focus. And then that second semester is when I really started to do comedy for real. Mm. So now I'm in class every day just writing jokes. I'm not even paying attention to the lesson plan. Right. And uh, while that's happening, I'm like, I got to leave. So I told my mom, I'm like, look, I'm about to pursue comedy full time. I'm taking uh, a hiatus. She was like, okay, hiatus, but you better go back. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. you know, my mama, so you better hiatus you better your ass hiatus. <laughs> What is it with black mamas repeating your last sentence? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't feel good, Ma. I ain't got to go to school. You better feel your ass back to school. What? What are you talking about? Not even the same context. Not even a, but you know, you got to let her live. So I have been doing it like that. So I have been doing it since uh, 18. I worked right. a job at Payless uh, at 19, but I- Payless shoe store? Yeah, Payless on the east side, mm-hmm. uh, Dequinder and 8 Mile. I quit once I got my first comedy booking. Like, so <laughs> I thought I was going to make it after this book. Let me, this is a super quick. So I get booked Thanksgiving weekend, 2005. Mm-hmm. And I tell my boss, I'm like, Hey, I'm performing the Coco's house of comedy. I need the weekend off. And she was like, I can't give you the weekend off. And I was like, well, I, I quit. She was like, what? That, it was that quick. That, that was your backup. Well, then I quit. <laughs> There's no negotiation, no middle ground. Is well, I'm, I'm here to here. make it. I'm out of here. You understand? So she was like, okay, right. I was. I got paid at Payless $200 a week after taxes. Mm-hmm. The booking was for a weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. I was supposed to get $250. So I was like, oh, I'm killing it, right? Right. Doughboy. <laughs> In your defense, it was simple math. It's two fifty for a couple of hours versus a couple a couple of shifts. Literally working twelve hours a day every day, and you mm-hmm. getting two hundred dollars at the end of the week compared to me performing fifteen minutes of stage time for like a total of an hour for a weekend. You know what I mean? As many you shows- were learning a valuable lesson even back then of how valuable your time was. Facts. So let me hit you with this. End of the weekend, it's time to get paid. Mm-hmm. Guy hands me an envelope. It's fat. I'm like, <laughs> you know, you take a check. You like it's a check, but when you get paid in cash, you like, you get the little, you get the little accordion of ones. The <laughs> oh boy, I get on the bus because I didn't have a car at the time. I leave the comedy club. I'm on the bus. Comedy club closed. So you hadn't even opened it upon handing it. You're just assuming because of what we talked about. It ain't a smidge. You probably thinking it's at least five hundred because you asking for two fifty. But this envelope is like a dope boy envelope. 
You think and I was so funny? I know he wanted to tip me, so I'm like, it's extra. It's got to be. And extra. You don't want to open in front of him, in front of him, because he might take some back. You did the smart thing. Okay, continue. <laughs> you already know. Yes. No boy, I get on that bus excited. I get in the seat in the back. You know, you got to get the seat in the back when you're on the bus, so you make sure everybody in your business. You know, you don't want nobody around you, so you nobody. can count the lion's take. <laughs> the lion's take. You just went into the juggle and figured it out. Bro. <laughs> Damn you, Payless. They were about to learn. Or were you? Or we're find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Bro, so I open the envelope. No uh, boy. It is a soft. $27 in this envelope, bro. Not a soft 27. It's a soft 27. I wondered, was it a padded envelope? Because I'm like, <laughs> it felt so much better. A padded envelope before I left. <laughs> I just got that. A padded envelope. <laughs> so I call the owner. I say, hey, man, uh, this envelope is short. And he's 233 like, short of those things. He's like, hey, man, uh, yeah, my bad. We had a slow night. I'll just bring you the money to your crib tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks, man. He's like, yeah, I got you. We hang up the phone. As soon as he hangs up, I say. Wait, pause, 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 pause. The yeah. fact that the nigga gave you an envelope with 27, knowing that you thought it was 250 and didn't tell you upon <laughs> handing it to the. I'm gonna let you know the jux was in, but continue the to start the jux. Come on, what's up? <laughs> Run the jewels. Okay, so cool. So you're waiting for the next day tomorrow. Tomorrow. So here's yeah. the here's the catch though, though. Boy, he said, I'm gonna just bring you the house. I'm gonna bring uh bring the money to your house tomorrow and just give you the rest. I'm like, cool. He's like, actually, <laughs> I throw in a little bit extra because you know you you waiting on it. I'm like, dude, thank you. Right now you're speaking my language. Come on, man. <laughs> I hang up the phone, though, boy, and I say, mm, he don't know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga hit you with the herb and get the hell off my phone speech. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. You've never been in my house. Click. <laughs> Bro, I get off the phone. So the next day coming around, I'm calling him. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's your address? All right, cool. Cool, I'm coming. All right, bet. Doughboy. <laughs> this is a true story. Not only that I never get that money. <laughs> but he was murdered, bro. Oh. I wasn't the only person he'd done this to. He did this to the wrong nigga. He apparently. did this to the wrong people. He was Jeez. murdered, bro. God rest his soul. Because I didn't have soul. any bad, you know, energy right, towards right, right. him. Bro. But doing that to the wrong... That took a hell of a left turn. Jeez. Listen, bro. Let me tell you something. I thought when we were I a crescendo of laughs. I'll give you a crescendo of laughs. I'll give you a crescendo. When I found out he was murdered, I say, oh, my God. I'm never getting my 233. <laughs> <laughs> but, bro. Lord, my pockets were too young Lord, for this. <laughs> so, so fast forward to the L.A. joint. So that's it was like a catalyst. Mike Larry was like, hey, man, you need to get up out of here. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And I just made I made it happen. My, you know, everybody knows the story. Well, your fans don't know. So, um, so tell this story. So so you you quit your job because that's a yeah. scary. I remember crying in my car driving to L.A. Like, what the yeah. hell am I about to do? You were much younger than me. So what yeah. were you thinking about making it? You were just like, I'm just going to. Now, how did you even get there? Did you fly there? Did you take a bus? How did you get to L.A.? So my mom, so I told her my plan. I always had a plan. 
I always have a plan because my thing is you can't just roam around stupidly. You have to know what you want to do. So I told my mom, I said, hey, Ma, um, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to go to Chicago. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to spend about a month each there. I'm going to save my money. And then I'm going to move to L.A. She was like, OK. Excuse me. So for my actual she birthday, was supportive of these things. At, in, yeah, in, man. In real time. Okay. And and they're going to get into me doing comedy. She wasn't supportive because she saw me bomb. And you know you can't really believe if somebody <laughs> will they bomb. You feel me? Right. So <laughs> it was like a show before I turned twenty one. It was clean, you know, like a church show, and I had, I ripped it, and she started believing in me. So anyway, she writes me. Uh, she has a card. She writes a card for me, and inside the card are two gift cards for five hundred dollars each, wow. and it says. Go straight to LA and follow your dreams. Don't Shout worry about out going to Mama CT. <sighs> right. So I came out here, bro. But my thing was to answer your other question. Mm. I flew out here. She made me buy a round trip ticket. Mm. Uh, and a round trip ticket, she says, How long do you think it's gonna take for you to get on TV? I say, maybe six months. She's like, Okay, <laughs> buy yourself a round trip ticket coming back around Christmas. I'm like, done deal. Mm -hmm. So time is moving by. And December 22nd is when my ticket was addressed to come back to Detroit. Mm -hmm. December 19th ends Mitchell at the comedy union brings me in his office. He says, Hey man, um, I think you're really funny. We're doing a TV show called Tony rocks. The funny spot on wow. TV one. Would you be interested in being one of the comedians? And I was like, yes. When does it film? Right. Uh -huh. And he's like, uh, we film in the next two days. So the 20th and the 21st, I'm like, bet. I film it. I call my mom. I say, mom, I'm going to be home for Christmas, but I'm not staying because I'm on TV. TV. You hit it. Right. I kept my word. And that was that. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Look but at how you, that works. Yeah. That's God, man. But for you, uh, and I always say this, man, I win because there's no other option. As long as you believe that you're going to win, you will. The moment you start talking self doubt, you're going to lose always. But now Doughboy story, Man, this is what's so funny. I want you to tell your story about coming down, and I'm gonna give you my perception. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So which which part do you want to start? So first of all, I had made the. Are you talking about like when I'm in LA, like there, no, or no, when I made the decision? Right when you're about to come to LA. Okay. So first of all, I had to show. Let me tell this story really quickly yeah. about my uh, going away party where everybody yeah. lost complete faith in me. So I. <laughs> Everybody thought it was a good idea until this show. Now, and I might have to clear something up with you. Sido, did you perform at my going away party? You no. were supposed to. Okay, so let me let's tell you that story because of yeah. what had happened with, with such and such. Whew. So <laughs> CT, this is this is the exclusive. CT if you've been watching the show, you know the story he's talking about. <laughs> CT was initially supposed to headline my going away party slash 30th birthday party, but because he couldn't stop smashing such and such. I would absolutely took him off of the show. Like, she was stop going to pay you to keep smashing the girl. No. Because I, I definitely want to smash her again. I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is back at the time. Where, okay, so I was like, hell no. So whatever. So boom. I get Nate Jackson. Now, shout out to Nate Jackson. Killing it in the game. I don't know if you've ever heard the story. So listen. So this is what happens. I plan it. So I'm like, all right, Nate Jackson's going to come. He's going to do the show. Blah, 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 blah. Mind you, got all the family even old girl that we're talking about in question, everybody in the city is coming to see me off. Mm. Now, if you guys don't know who Nate Jackson is, good friend of mine, you can catch him on The Young Rock on NBC. Good dude, has his own comedy club, special guy. All right, so he's about to be on my show. Now, I had initially 
booked him. Shout out to the Super Funny Comedy Club in Tacoma, Washington. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. Okay. So this is very, very important to know because it's all about what's going on in your mind. In addition to the chick that you were smashing back then, like you were smashing it, you would all you would also get standing O's whenever you would perform. <laughs> So like I could never follow you, so it's just like Jesus, he's killing to me every part of the things that matter to me. So Jesus. I'm pissing in my mind. I low key want to prove to her I'm really that nigga on stage. And even though I had not booked you, and it was because of her, she's like, "Are you saying you know what?" I was like, "No, I don't need to put him on the show. I'll go do this, and I will have all the glory." Mind you, I'm the new nigga in comedy of all of us. I'm the newest nigga, and I'm really jumping out to LA on faith because yeah. had I put it all together comedically yet? No, but I had something there that could have been figured out. Star wasn't, power. Wasn't there yet though. Mm -hmm. So Nate was supposed to headline, but because I want to prove to old girl that I'm that nigga, oh, I go to her, no. go to him. I go to him the day before the show. I say, Hey man, I'm going to still pay you the same. Cause I'm that type of nigga. You understand me? But when you on this show with me, I'm going to just have you go ahead and uh, feature, and I'm a headline. And he was like, no, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? It's my going away party. I got to go out on my own time. <laughs> he was like, but, though, I don't think you want to say. I said, I don't think I'm asking you, Nate Jackson. I'm paying you this goddamn money. Why don't we stop this comp? It wasn't that aggressive. But you know what I'm saying? For the added effect. <laughs> for added effect. We're switching the order, nigga. Yeah. So he's telling me the whole time, because we was all kicking it around this time. Mind you, this the old girl, like I'm still kicking it with after you had been kicking it. I'm looking like a fool, but whatever. We all still look like Let me stop it. you. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening and watching this right now, I'm telling you, Nate Jackson was then and is still now yes one of the hardest people to go up after in the world the planet and Ooh, he tried to tell me mind you mm. so everybody's kind of trying to tell me because not only were you getting standing o's he was getting standing o's back then and everybody kind of knew but i'm but when you know me nigga when i get it in my mind it's hard to get it out Hard to get it out. Oh, the day of. He's Wait, little did we know, soon to be bipolar diagnosis. Nigga. <laughs> you don't realize. Nigga. <laughs> Come on. So I'm going through it. So I'm like, all right, this is going to happen the way I go. So even day of, he's like, dope, bro. He's even. So a couple of times he's asking me in front of people and then it no! turns into a laughable conversation. No! So he even pulls me to the side one-on-one. -on -one. Yo, listen, bro. I'm not trying to listen. You, you young. But bro, like, though, I really go. You sure you want to put yourself in that? It's it's kind of nah, Nate. I'm nigga. You seen what I did at the touch of class last week? I'm the nigga. <laughs> Come on, nigga. It's lit. So get to the day of the show. I got my tangerine shirt on. It's a literally a tangerine colored shirt with the white tee underneath. Mm. The fittest flames, right? Mm. Go in to do the show. Boom, boom, boom. I think BT, don't quote me on this. I think BT opened up the show. He did his mm -hmm. thing. Or he, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Darius was there. Shout out Tristan Johnson. He did his thing. Boom, 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 boom. Then Nate goes. Nate was scheduled to do 20. Did a hot 33. But I say that to say this. I would have been doing the audience a disservice had I lit him. He and Nate is the type of nigga. And he's one of the few niggas. I, the only other niggas I can think that have this ability like this is I could that come to my mind is a Tony Roberts and a JB Smooth. That can just be just as funny from the first joke. To, it's just I'm stepping my foot on the gas and I'm not stopping. 
So for 33 minutes, it was like, and, and I felt like he had something to prove to me too, because I had put him in that situation. Ooh. Nigga low key stands everybody up. Damn near got like two. He got like a long standing go to where I was like, all right, sit down. Shit. Okay, we get it. We get it. Enough, enough. You like the guy. Oh my Nigga, God. now I got to follow that with 45. Wait, I got a headline. Oh, people don't understand this. Okay. Headlining in a comedy club is completely different than a bar. A bar, the attention span, honest to God. For a bar show to have a comedy show in it is max 45 minutes. People have 45 minutes to an hour of an attention span for people to be funny. So you just named BT, Darius went up there, then Nate does 33 of Nate though, like 33 of closer Nate. This like, is already an hour show. At a yes. bar, they're yes. and it's, tired. Well, it's, no, they're it's a drained. club. Yes, it's a club. It's like a nightclub. Yeah, but and it's a and it's packed because I brought the city out. I know. I got to come up there and do forty five minutes. They don't. First of all, they don't even have it in them to give you forty five. Not only do you not have forty five minutes of material at this time, I'm waiting. Keep going. Long story short, oh no boy, I struggled through every second of the twenty eight minutes that I survived. <laughs> twenty eight. <laughs> Out of 45. And my mama came to me after the show and was like, are you sure? Are you, are you sure? Just, and she wasn't even just, are you sure? Are you sure? Is this, are you for certain? Nigga, it was the most arduous thing. And I just remember looking over at Nate in the VIP and he's eating wings and just living a life. And I was just like, yeah, did I listen to this nigga? <laughs> so I, I question not going. Your mama After was there. This. Shout out to Arduous. And, I like how and you nigga, they, they, they put it like this. It was one of those shows to where after the show, and you had made a joke like this yesterday, so you'll know what I'm talking about. It was one of the shows <clears throat> where after the show, everybody came up and wanted a picture with Nate. And they would see me and be like, oh, yeah, let's get a picture with Doe, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But this was me. your going away party. My going away party. They were, and they wanted me to go away. To go the fuck away right then and there. I will never, I, I don't know that I will ever overcome that. First of all, I will never try and follow a Nate Jackson again, but Jesus, I will never feel like, and I, okay, so now, boom. So now I'm like, whatever, I still beat it. I go, now I pack all my stuff. I go down. Mm. CT, mm. man of his word. Apparently he had what he would like to call the CT stimulus package. Well, basically when you get to LA, he will show you the lay of the land and then lead you out to the stray and <laughs> teach you how to do it. I so told he him, I said, yo, bro, <laughs> if you come to L.A., I'm going to take you to all of the spots. I'm going to introduce you to all the players. Um, I got you. However, after a while, go ahead. About the fake about what happened when I first moved out there when I didn't listen to you. Go ahead. When go ahead. I first moved out there, there was a young lady and I came to you and I said, yo, Lancaster, what do you think about moving to Lancaster? You're like, no, it's super far. It's away from everything. I was like, I'm absolutely going to start off in Lancaster. I moved. <laughs> I go to Lancaster, was dealing with a chick there. She was going through my phone that she had given me, seeing that I was still talking to chicks. This is what happens. So I have everything that I, I had stopped paying my car note because I'm like, nigga, 
I felt like Leonardo DiCaprio. Catch me if you can. Nigga, I don't live in Sacramento. You don't know where the car is at. So <laughs> I was over it. You caught that. You like what I did there? Leonardo no. DiCaprio. No. Come on, Catch man. Me if you can. <laughs> Come on. So I drive down there, forgetting that they had been looking for the car because I've been gone for like two months. The girl kicks me out of her house. Now I got everything in my car. So I'm going back. I go to my daughter's mother's house. Mind you, to this day, at this point, matter of fact, this is when we linked up. This makes sense now. So, okay, because that for that first two months, I was just in Lancaster. I was never nowhere. Boom, I go back. I have like $500 total to my name. I go to my daughter's mom's house, have everything I own in my car. Go in. Apparently, the repo people knew her address, and they had said something to the neighbors. Like, if you see this car, call us. I'm in there with my daughter's mom. We get a knock on the door. Da, 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 da. We need the car. Kiara's four at the time. I got my car repossessed in front of my kids. She's like, Daddy, why are they taking your car? I'm like, oh, Daddy just going to let them borrow for a little bit. <laughs> Took everything that I owned out of the car. This is when we, I believe we have the conversation. I had a couple other key conversations with people. Then I'm like, I only got $500 left to my name at this time. So then I'm like, either I go now or I'm stuck. So I find the 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 Mexican the Mexican young lady, well older lady, um, that let me rent a room because I remember talking to you and you said, "Doe, look for some spots you can rent a room." Da 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 da. I found a room in NoHo for four hundred and fifty dollars. I had five, and the ticket to get back was like forty one dollars. Mm. I literally spit. I saved the money for my first month's rent. I had the $41 for the ticket, and then I had $9 and bought all the noodles that I could from the dollar store for my first month. <laughs> then that's when I meet you because I came back on the train. You picked me up from the train station, took me around, took me around all the little different cities, little different spots, introduced me to everybody that I needed to be introduced in, and then left me off as a cub in the wild oh, yeah. to because... get ate up by these L.A. streets. <laughs> Because <laughs> I told them, I said, look, man, I'm going to show you around. I'm going to teach you later land, all of this stuff. And, uh, you know, after a while, you know, once you get the hang of it, I'm going to let you do your thing. The issue was, no <laughs> boy made horrible decisions. And I didn't know no boy made horrible decisions until mm-hmm. hanging with him on a daily basis. So he had mm-hmm. found a Latin woman who let you drive her the Mustang. Mustang. Yes, the red Mustang. She let you drive her Mustang. And what happened to the Mustang, though, boy? Okay. So this is when I had first started drinking. <laughs> I had drank one night, woke up, thought I was sober, and took the car out for a spin and hit like a pole and like mm. scraped the side of it. And she was pissed. Let me tell you the reason why she was really pissed with me, though. She was really pissed with me because I used to steal food from her. It got, because I was broke, mind you. The first month, two months, so after the noodles was gone, I'm broke. She used to get up and go to work. And I remember she came in the house one day, because she didn't have much food, and she was like, Anthony, Anthony, I need you to come tell me the truth. I'm like, what do you want me to tell you the truth about? If you've been eating my bread, literally bread. And I'm like, no, I haven't been eating your bread. She's like, I count bread the other day. It was 11 pieces. I come back, it's only six. So have you been eating my bread? I'm like, no, I haven't been eating your bread. First of all, who else is here? You know I'm eating your bread. <laughs> <laughs> so she was already pissed. So she used to do dumb shit. I remember one time there was an earthquake. And she told me the next morning, she was like, you didn't hear earthquake? I'm like, no. And she was like, yeah, I ran out of the house. And it wasn't safe to be in the house. I'm like. You ain't want to come wake me up. She's like, no, you were asleep. I'm like, bitch, that's a good reason to wake me up. What the hell? That'll be the last thing I don't wake up from. So now I'm out there. I'm living the life. I'm living in the house with the Mexican lady. That goes, I'm going out with you. 
until I wear my welcome out there. Then I'm out in the in the cold LA streets. So here, so he wore his welcome out with me because Doughboy. <laughs> okay, two things. One, Doughboy is the king of well, not anymore. You've obviously grown. Doughboy used to be the king of giving everybody else credit. This motherfucker. <laughs> I was taking. Let me tell you something. Doughboy and me were like Batman and Robin. He was everywhere Robin. I was. He started. He went to. I counted. It might have been like two or three spots with Tony Baker. Like he took you to a comedy <laughs> spot, and this motherfucker is making Facebook posts. Like, hey man, shout big, out to hey, Tony big Baker, bro, big bro, big bro, <laughs> taking me to all the spots with him. And I was like, what? <laughs> so that was one. Two. I would literally every argument that me and Doughboy got into for like four years was me trying to help him. So it was like uh, I'm like, hey Doughboy, I'm about to go do this show. Uh, it would be like a Monday and I'm like, Hey, on Wednesday, I'm headlining a show. Why don't you come open up? And he's like, all right, cool. I'm down. I'm like, all right, bet you're my opener. Um, I'm a drive. We're just going to take turns. Bam. And bam is four hours away. He's like, cool. No problem. I'm in Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> with literally an hour before I'm about to pick him up. And I was like, Hey the man, Barstow uh, show is a Barstow show, right? <laughs> Something to that red hey front. man, uh, so Mikey Winfield is doing a he's doing a set of the improv, and uh, he want me to come with him, you know, write some jokes. So I'm a uh, I'm a go with that, well, man. I'm a bail on you, but I'm a uh, no! next time, and I'm like motherfucker, I shit for that, yo. I really have a track record of being not shit. Ever Woo. since then, I've been like, fuck Mikey Winfield. Every time I see him, <laughs> I'm like, what's up, Mikey? Hero of base no, always heavy team, <laughs> Mikey Winfield. Hold on. You touched He's on a great, that, you touched, great guy. You touched on a great point, and I wanted to talk about this because I know yeah. you got a hot take on this. Yeah. You said you and I used to be like the Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, bro. And we did. Speaking of superheroes, mm -hmm. Superman. They have rumored. Now, I know that you are our resident, all things knowledgeable for the comic world universe. Just like I know the streets, you know the comic books. It's wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Just let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Let, it go. let me have that. It's all I got, nigga. <laughs> you ain't going to take this from me, nigga. <laughs> so, so. I got the streets. <laughs> you were like this. And you were like, what? I was like, no, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. So they're coming back with a with a with a Superman <laughs> reboot. <laughs> and coming back with a Superman reboot. But CT got some strong feelings about it. Tell us about the reboot. Tell us what it is and tell us what you don't like about it. All right, real quick. <laughs> Uh, I went on a, a really long rant about this on all of my social pages. If you guys want to check the video, it's called I'll Be Back Superman Reboot. Superman is being rebooted by J.J. Abrams and uh, Warner Brothers. And apparently it's going to be the take of Superman from Earth 2, who happened to be black. Right. Wait, 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 from Earth from Earth 2, like 1, 2 Earth or from Earth as well? Or second Earth. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if it was Earth Two or Earth T O O. I don't. Know. I, just wanna, <laughs> I just don't want to not know. Like, which Did one you is? say Earth One and Two or Earth Two as well? Right. Like, just, just which one? Just Earth Part Two or in Earth? I just. Oh shit. <laughs> 
the multiverse let's just okay. say there's multiverse. a multiverse Got of okay. numerous planets and universes got it so we're in earth one this is earth prime all right and there's another earth that they call earth two right gotcha just okay. like there's an earth 37 and 55 all of that shit gotcha. so our earth two counterparts would be you as a dark-skinned guy or you as a white man that mm. didn't do comedy maybe you did uh maybe you were a plumber or something like that almost like on seinfeld where they would have like the bizarro world where there'd yes. be people that look just like them but totally different yeah same gotcha. name and all of that gotcha. so that's what they're saying. They might do a black Superman from a different earth and a different story. However, here's how that fits into the universe. Just like they're doing the Justice League Snyder cut and they're going to have, uh, you know, they did the Joker movie and they have Suicide Squad. But at the same time, they're going to have the Batman, who is a completely different take with Robert Pattinson as a younger Batman, but still in the same. So like a teenage world. Batman? No, no, no. What I'm saying is they're going to have different stories going on at once. Okay. So it doesn't have continuity. So okay. they're saying it might be that, or it just might be a rebooted Superman in the DCEU. So, but Henry Cavill is our Superman. And here's the problem. Okay. They don't, they've never shown him love and respect. And, and there was a young lady who got fired from the Mandalorian and he apparently was dating her or was in a relationship with her. And she got fired for saying some very, interesting comments you can google those i don't mm. want to misquote her okay. and it seems like he's being punished for that as well uh hold on sweet says he didn't want to be superman anymore because of the direction they were going into ben affleck now that's done he's okay with continuing to be superman uh that's mm. not true a part of that is true uh, a part of it is true meaning that uh he didn't like the direction that they were going but it wasn't with ben affleck he didn't like the fact that they weren't giving him a sequel and he's the one who's been team DC since mm -hmm. day one. Like they were like, oh, no, we don't see a Superman sequel. A man is still sequel anytime soon. We're going to do this and do that and do this. And then they kept giving everybody else movies over him. So it was kind of like a lack of respect. And then it was like, all right, well, y'all don't want me. So I might as well leave. And then the people know that he wanted to be Superman. So he stayed. And mm -hmm. now they just dropped this news without even telling him this was news to him as well. So they he were found out like with the rest of us. Yep wow so exactly so now he feels disrespected so it's a chance that he might not go rock with them moving forward at all it's a chance however there also is a possibility that the black superman they're going to do the reboot with from the different universe exists in his own universe and henry cavill stays superman over here it's a possibility nothing is in concrete yet so now with the black Superman, now if he's from a different earth, so it takes place somewhere else, or are there still regular like human beings in the other yeah, earth? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the exact same earth. It's just, it's just a, different, a different place, a different yeah. where it's house. The name Michael B. Jordan, one of your favorites, was tossed around to play this he, black Superman. Okay, we know Europe. he's not good when it comes to superhero movies. What Fantastic Four was abysmal. But then he was Killmonger and Black Panther. Hey, Auntie. I, Nick, uh, I one don't. line. What about the speech at the end? As far as I want to die here, just like my, just like my slave ancestors died in the water and didn't choose to be enslaved. It just felt, uh, and I, I want like in the theater when it first came out, I drank the Kool Aid. I ain't gonna lie. I wanted to feel that moment. But upon the second and third watch, I challenge you, just watch it again on a regular TV, I away from the hysteria, time. and you still think he rocked it, and you think he'd be a good. He was a great villain. I think he'd be a great Superman just off of, well, here's the problem with Superman. 
Okay. In my mind, Superman can only really be white. And it's because mm, they made this they made this joke happen years ago. Or they're like, hold on. So you mean to tell me you don't recognize who I am? <laughs> that was the and his and, and, and his dressing room is a phone is a phone booth. He no, couldn't he, even survive he, uh, in the 2020s. So my thing is this. That works for white people because I don't want... If I say this sentence, this is going to come out so wrong. Don't get canceled, nigga. I can't uncancel you. Right. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but I working. will say, a black guy... You Look at my facial hair. Look at my face, right? Mm-hmm. Whether I put on glasses or not, you know that it's me. Right. So I don't think that... I would like to see how they do that as far as him being uh, Superman and, you know, his... Alter ego. However, like it, who? So let me ask you this: Who do you think has been the best Superman so far? The best, without even question, is Christopher Reeves. But right behind him is Henry Cavill, and it's it's because Superman embodies more than just being a handsome superhero that is super powerful. Mm-hmm. Superman has to be Superman on and off camera. That means that you ain't getting caught up in no craziness. You want to go make a wish to these kids. You want to be a role model to children and teenagers and all these things. And you want to make people feel like they too could aspire to be Superman, the belief of Superman, the idea. Um, Brandon Routh, who played in Superman Returns, he didn't really get the opportunity to really be the Superman because he was doing a sequel in mm-hmm. sorts to Christopher Reeve's Superman. So he never really got a fair shake. But mm-hmm. I like what he did in Crisis and Infinite Earths uh, on TV, and he was a great Superman there. But the best outside of Christopher Reeves is definitely Henry Cavill. And shout out to Dean Kane for the 90s Superman that we saw. But Tom Welling is probably... He's pro- you got to mention Tom Welling because he was on Smallville for 10 years. However, we never got a chance to see him be Superman and he wasn't his full on Clark Kent, but he's probably one of the best Clark Kents we've ever seen. So was I was Smallville, say, was Smallville a good show? It was incredible. It went yeah, I loved it. It was the precursor to the Arrowverse and Flash and all of that. But okay. Tom Welling is probably the best Clark Kent since Christopher Reeves and Henry Cavill is the best Superman since Christopher Reeves. Okay. I, okay. And let, and let me ask you this because you know more about all of this than I do. But let me just tell you, as a novice looking into it, what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Why is it? Why does it seem? Because if, if I'm right, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Seems right. like your mic came out a little bit. Oh, hold on a second. There you go. Better? You got me? No. Hold up. Right there. You good. Say something. You got me? There you go. Okay. So, hold on. Okay. Is that better? Hold on. Now nah, it's a little buzzer. What did you do? What you touch, man? I don't know. Hold on. Give me one second. Ah, that sucks. Okay. Is that better? That's way better. You're back. Okay. All right. I won't move. Okay. Yeah, don't so, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. Your team DC. Yes, I'm DC all day. Why does Marvel make such better movies than DC? Okay, first of all, you you kiss my ass. That's number one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like they, they seem like they're better commercially, like yeah. they're funnier. Why does it feel like DC misses the mark so bad on their movies? And I feel like it didn't always used to be like this. Well, I'll tell you why. The first, uh, the short answer is DC thrives with its animated division because there aren't that many cooks in the kitchen. Like when you look at a DC animated film, 
there's like one main voice from the producer. You got the writers who have created this content. And it's like, it's brilliant. If the DC animated films were made into live action, like word for word, we would be so critically acclaimed. However, it's not like that because at DC, there's not one voice. They give each director the power to do whatever they want. Whereas with Marvel, man, Whereas with that narcotic, <laughs> I got that, I got that cocaine. Whereas with Marvel, it, Kevin Feige is the one voice, right? So mm-hmm. he says, "Look, no matter what directors we have, no matter what writers we have, we're building to this event. They have a plan. Like I said before, you always got a plan. They have a plan, so everything fits within that plan." Uh, Edward Norton wanted more control over the Hulk story and the movie moving forward. And Kevin Feige is like, yo, you can't have that because we're building to this and everything has to be this way. So because mm. that happened, he wasn't the right fit for them to have him be the Hulk moving forward. So with DC, number one, they don't have a clear cut plan. Two, uh, they give their directors just free will outside of uh, Snyder. Like Snyder was on a roll with them making money until he wasn't. And that's when he got cut. Also, the unfortunate loss of uh, his family member. But okay. Um, yes, Marvel has better live action. DC has better animation, except if DC would just verbatim do animated to live action. So when you saw Suicide Squad movie, that's not how that movie was supposed to go. Suicide Squad movie. If you want to see a good Suicide Squad movie, watch, uh, uh, Attack on, Attack on Arkham, Escape from Arkham. I think it was, I think it was Attack on Arkham. And where all of the Suicide Squad were in there. That's an animated joint, right? Animated. And the Joker, Assault on Arkham, sorry. Assault on Arkham. And Mm -hmm. the the Joker was the villain. And Batman was kind of like in the background of the movie. Whereas in the Suicide Squad live action movie, the Enchantress was the villain. And they had a little weird cameo from the Joker. And Batman was still in the very background. So it was really weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I think that that's because I, because I mean, I be trying to to get into the the DC movies. I just be like, they just don't don't hit it for me. But I know that they used to back in the day. I do think that in the future they will regain the throne. Though I want Batman to come back. I feel like I haven't seen a good Batman in a while. Are they gonna give us a new Bat? Is is Batman gonna be rebooted anytime soon? Yeah, the thing I was telling you about the Batman with Robert Pattinson that comes out uh, this year, I think, or next year. I think it comes out next year for sure robert pattinson that's where he's like the young batman and it takes mm-hmm. place like that okay well we shall definitely see what happens what else we got on our document i know we we coming up we we feeling pretty good what else do we have do you have the docket in front of you i moved it uh, the up. docket that's so funny every time you say docket i'll be like man this sounds literally like court business you understand me hold on one second let me uh no i'll tell you right now man i'm over here i'm over here looking at the thing so oh my god i can't believe you asked this question you say can white people say the n-word to black people in 2020 did you, you see ask? that video did you see that video that i put with the link on there no i didn't so there's, there's this real tough guy you ain't got to play so there's this 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 tough dude and he's this white guy i want to i want to get your opinion on this he was this real like tough thug guy right and he was mm-hmm. obviously like a blood and he kept saying nigga and he got on live with this with this um, personality dude named Queens Flip. He's like a battle rap personality. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying the N-word. And Queens Flip was like, basically like, nah, you white. As a white person, you can't say that to me. It is disrespectful. So I guess I want to ask you, in 2021, if you hear, first, I guess it's two different ways. If mm-hmm. you hear a white person say nigga, do you feel the need to be like, not not even saying it was directed towards you at all. Let's just say they're having a conversation and you're like, hey, man, this thing over mm-hmm. here crazy. Da, 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 da. Do you feel the need to step in like, hey, you can't say that to that person for saying that in front of you? 
And then the second part of it is if a white person referred to you as, hey, my nigga CT, how would you feel about that? Because it was like a whole big argument that they were having. And let me, let me, before you give your take, let me give you my take. My take is this. I don't necessarily get bothered when I hear other races say the N-word. And maybe it's because I'm just the luck of the draw. I've never had anybody come to me and say it like in a racially charged, I want to say this as a racially way to get a rise out of you. But do I, I've heard Asian people say it. I've heard white people say it. And it don't bother me. And I don't know if that makes me feel less woke or anything. I just be like, you know, if I hear you rapping a song and you say the N-word, I'm not necessarily offended by that. But I don't know if everybody else feels like that. So how do you... Now, and if a person called me, like if a white person said, hey, Doughboy, my nigga, I don't know how I would feel, but I would probably be like, hey, <laughs> that probably would be where I would draw the line. But it's never <laughs> happened to me. So I don't know. So I was just curious to see how you felt about that. This is, well, you can say 2021, 1996, 95. My mother raised me to where that never really was one of my triggers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That being said, uh, to answer your other question, I have a white friend that said, was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, what? And he, was like, <laughs> he was like, you know, I'm, I'm mixed with this and mixed with that, right? And I was like, I didn't know that. And I really don't give a fuck. Like, don't refer to me. <laughs> So you're not winning it off. It's coming to you. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, that's just not how as weird and as as weird, as ignorant and as ridiculous as it is to even have a pass conversation. Like I'll give a pass for this type of conversation. Uh-huh. It uh, I don't really I can't get with that. Being from someone that is not from my community. Right. So it's just, so so now, and the second part of it, so, but if you did hurt somebody saying it, it's not like you feel like I got to jump and go correct that. It's just like, all right, whatever. No, that's not, if it's not directed at me, like, first of all, I'm the king of minding my own business, though, boy. I don't know if you know that about me. I got a PhD in that. And it is very (laughs) lucrative in life. I am the king of minding my own business as well. Bro, I don't bother nobody. (laughs) I stay inside my crib, play my little video games, shoot my videos, and don't bother nobody. So when I see things that aren't concerning me or Mm -hmm. causing me harm, I don't get into it. Now, at the same time, if I see someone about to be harmed, I'm a superhero. I'm going to step in. (laughs) But if it's something that's like, not my concern and it's like trivial i'm not i'm not getting it yeah and i think that's you know mostly where i'd be at with it too i just it just was interesting because i was just like wait how do i how do i feel about that so i definitely real quick let me tell the people because we've had this conversation before uh so guys as you know we record this show live if you would like to see it live always hit the link i'm i always tell nobody to tell uh his what do you call your fan base the dough boys and dough girls of the world that's ridiculous. So I always tell him to tell <laughs> his people if they want to click the link and come in. Meanwhile, uh, you guys don't know we air this or Doughboy airs this days after we film because we drop it first on my Patreon. If you would like to see it on the Patreon, go right there. If you would like to do anything else, go to the link tree. It's probably easier. Anyway um the yeah. justice league podcast is, is extremely fun for us to do and i appreciate everybody that subscribes and likes the Doughboys joint everybody loves Doughboy. Doughboy, you are magnetic and everybody bro. loves and everybody loves ct man and I, and I think it's just dope too i was actually thinking about that 
I actually thought about you for roughly, roughly between 17 to 24 minutes yesterday. Just, you know, just after I had left the, (laughs) after I had left shooting with you and I was just like, man, CT is all right with me, man. I'm glad we're working together, man. It's just like, and even like with me and you and and side note, I meant to tell you this and I'll tell you this on camera to even put the extra amount of pressure on you. Conversations like me, you and Ja were having, and I know that you Mm -hmm. already got the genius mind that you have. Get more of those conversations. That was part. That was probably the favorite part of yesterday. And there was a lot of jewels there. I think that's an extra piece of content for you. But um, but nah, bro. Just just being around you, bro. Like just good, positive energy, man. And even when we do this, bro, it doesn't even feel like work. It just feels like no. I'm catching up with my brother. That's why it's we don't there. like we. It's not so regulated. Like by the minute, yeah. it's just we just get on here and we have a good time. And I just can't wait bro. for it to grow more and more. I can't wait for <laughs> us to do the show live. Yeah, all of the things, man. I'm just Bro, really, really I this. So with um, you, I want to. Oh, I was telling somebody about this the other day. There was a girl. I can't even remember her name. You dated her, maybe yeah. in 2012 or something like. Anyway, she was no. You didn't date her fully. It wasn't like a relationship. Okay. You had flown her down here. She was brown skinned girl, caked up, caked out. Mm-hmm. You had flown her down here. And it was the first time I had seen her. I was like, yo, who's this? And you were like, ah, you know what I'm saying? We, uh, we I was like, oh. whatever no boy started liking the girl, he turned into super smooth. Uh, I mean, you know. So I was like, hey, man, um, you didn't worry. He was like, yeah. And what ended up happening was you told me days later, you like, man, flew her down here, man. We ain't even get it in. I was like, y'all didn't get it in? He was like, no, nah, man. She had me drive her to... Uh, her friend's house and i feel like she's fucking the friend and i was like oh. so was, here's my thing i'm Go trying ahead. to remember who this was i'm I trying to remember think. Her name. i can describe her to a t she was chocolate she was uh maybe like five six five seven uh petite but had a little cake on her uh i think she wasn't a flight attendant but i think she was from sac you remember yeah so so mind you yeah. I remember, <laughs> so, and I remember telling Dover, I was like, "Hey, man, I think she, uh, I think she belongs to the streets." And you're like, nah, <laughs> she's not one of those girls." I always be the last nigga to. Fi- I always be the yes. dude that fall in love with a hoe and be the last dude to know. And it Bro. sucks to find out. It always sucks, and I. It, it's been a couple times you try to tell me about a couple of females. It was a chick that had worked at one of the comedy clubs. And I told you, I was like, "Yo, miss." You was like, "No, no," and I'm like, "Nah, man. We talk, man. We talk, man. It's something different, man. It's something totally different." Yeah, I, I need like I need like whole radar because I don't be. Bro, to, be- here's the funny thing: <laughs> if you use your powers for good instead of falling in love with them, like, bro, if you use your radar, because what you do is you have a magnet. Your magnet attracts the girls who belong to the streets and no girl, not 100%. How do I have the magnet to attract women that belong to the streets? No, but I'm just telling you a lot of the women, not all, but a lot of the women that I've met that Mm. you had dealt with or deal with in the past are Because that's the thing. I think hoes are misunderstood. (laughs) They are. but Hoes are great people. (laughs) Hoes are great people. A lot of hoes I've dealt with are registered nurses. They help people live life. A lot, of time, a lot of times they put ketchup on their tacos. It's just a thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but those girls, it's like if you use your power for good, which was to just attract them and let them roam amongst the homies. Oh, bro, you'd be the, the most American hero since a G.I. Joe. But 
You don't want that. You want to get them and try and make people believe that they're not belonging to the streets. At the back of their neck, it says, be home <laughs> to the street. Property of the streets. It's spelled yeah. with a D-A. I think, I, I'm telling you, I think that I watched Pretty Woman way too early in life. Mm. And I think that I just got to thinking that, like, you know what I'm saying? Because Julia Roberts, you know what I'm saying? No, like there is ketchup on tacos. I'm telling you, hoes be put. I, I do be having a checklist of what I think hoes do. What they hoes do? Lo- hoes love cheese. <laughs> like they just, put cheese on cheese. everything. Okay. They're just hella into cheese. Like I said, a lot of times they're registered nurses or call center employee, like because they're here to help people. And I've told you this a long time ago. I used to have a joke about this. A lot of times, hoes can bake, but they can't cook. That's a fact. And there is a very strong reason for that. Because if a hoe is baking, okay, boom. She'll, you know what I'm saying? Put some banana nut bread in the, in the oven and, you know, go suck a dick. Ding, bell goes off. Boom, go get that. But if you got catfish and greens on the skillet, you'll burn the house down. Hoes are way too much into astrology. Facts. Keep going. Way too into it. Way too into it. They be like, I don't talk to Leo's. Capricorns can't come in my house. Pisces, look at me. Bitch, relax. Hoes wear glitter a lot. Hoes love glitter. Hoes love glitter. That's, That's another thing that, that I have realized. Hoes can fight. Oh, yeah. A lot of times they grew up, they got older brothers and cousins. They square up. They don't scratch and claw. Um, they also yes. don't hold conversations about their anger. They just get mad and start swinging. Absolutely. And they all, <laughs> exactly. And hoes be having fire vagina, but they're very, that's what makes them a hoe. They know how fire it is. And, and they just want to share it amongst the world. They're not bad people. And who are we to, who are we to, who stop are we to judge? Come on, man. So there it is. So yeah, man, that's my life. And we got to figure out to get through to the root and find out where the hoes are. I feel like hoes should just be more upfront and tell you that they hoes because the hoes must know that they hoes. Here's the problem. I've met that elite woman, the woman that says, you know, I'm a hoe. And the problem is when a woman is that self-aware and can call themselves that much like men who are hoes, they are in high demand. So once a woman is like, I'm a hoe. So what? She cannot be reached. You can't get her on the phone because she she booked. So let me ask you this. That's a very interesting point. And let me ask you this. What? constitute as what constitutes a woman being a hoe smashing a bunch of niggas that make you a hoe no i don't think that does i think hoes i think hoe activity is what would it be like what could we stipulate as hoe activity hoe activity is a mindset so i'm a hoe like this is what i mean like hoe activity (laughs) is if you (laughs) if you're always looking for the bigger better deal you all like that's just all that's time. just being that's just no. being optimistic no. about life and having a thirst for life. No, so you're saying if you're looking for the bigger, better thing, this is what I mean. That if, makes you a hoe. If you're let's say you're at a barbecue with a girl, right? Mm-hmm. And soon as she comes to the barbecue with you, she's never been to a, a classy barbecue before. She sees meats being cooked that she's never had before. She's like, Oh, yeah, oh, y'all just grilling prime rib, <laughs> right? on right and you introduce her to your friends and each one of your friends she's like oh he's more famous oh he's more popular oh he's more uh wealthy or he's taller and she doesn't say i'm gonna fuck one of them if she says i'm fucking all of these niggas she's up that's how it that's, 
you really broke that. That makes perfect sense. So hoes that just want to get to like, so they don't care about the nigga that they dealing with. They just want whatever the best situation. So hoes are selfish by that rationale. Yeah, and and hoes can't be checked. Like whenever, first of all, this is a sure thing. Whenever you see a woman saying all the new catchphrases, chances are she's out. If she's hitting you with the, it's the, for me, like she's on the whole squad, okay? She was the same chick in 2004 that said, Mm -hmm. I'm faulty. Like these are the chicks. (laughs) If she's on top of all the new catchphrases. To the left, to the left head ass. Yeah, she's just, that's who. I don't tell that neck. She's part of that whole squad. And hoes are really, really honest. Hoes don't really be lying like that. Hoes that tell you the truth. I told you if you go through my phone, you're gonna find something you don't want, so don't go through it. Such and such said that to me. This is how you know, because a lot of hoes be good women. This is how you know you how to control. A lot of hoes be good women, women. A lot of hoes be good women. Because <laughs> they want to cook for you, they want to make sure you you ate, they want to make sure you got everything you need for your life mm-hmm. to be better so that mm-hmm. they can, you know, be with you. But uh You've always fallen for that banana in the tailpipe. She told you the truth, but you don't want to hear that. You think that there's something you could do to change her. You know, you know what I genuinely believe that it is about me in that what? respect? You know how most people, when they meet people and they look at them, they look for the bad? Yeah. I When I meet people, I can see genuinely mostly the good in them. That's it's good. not that I don't see the bad. It's just like their good is magnified because I'm looking. For the upsell a person, so you know what I'm saying? so like even like with a certain such like you know what I'm saying? like there was a lot of upsell to that, but it was all too though at the same time. But Listen, there was a lot what. of there was a, there was a grocery bag list of things you can say that were positive. I'm gonna tell you this: <laughs> the positive stuff about her, man. On top, she's beautiful. Like she doesn't look like because when you think of hoes, you you automatically think the Fishness girl that stockings. got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you immediately think of a girl that has like three different colors in her hair. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she's got hella like ridiculous looking tattoos. Not tattoos, but ridiculous of, tattoos. Of niggas and the such. You know what I'm saying? She got every finger is a different color of nail. You think mm-hmm. she talks swinging her neck. Like you, you have, been a, you have a thought of what she looks like. Mm-hmm. She, this girl that we're talking about, Beautiful, no educated, educated, no making money. She was the type of girl on paper and in the streets that you feel like I could introduce her to my mother. That's what she looks like. She looks like that super quiet, that super quiet, uh, respectable church girl (laughs) that you like, man, I want to make a life with her. And when you you feel every time. And Brother, then you get hit with the cold hard facts, bro. But I tell, I got turfed. She was but ruthless. That's the thing, though. You never see hoes coming. You never see it. You ne- they. It's like they. It's like a thief in the night. You don't. There's no precursor of how it looks. And like that's what I'm saying. Like every time I fell for her, I don't think that there was ever you could look at one of them hoes and be like, no, like like he should have known. Like because hoes are like great disguise artists. You cannot change a hoe. You could only hope to contain her holdings. That's a fact. His or her, her holdings, because like I said, I have seen a lot of men that are hoes. And are, what you makes know. a man a hoe? So if what makes a woman a hoe is that she's always looking for the next best thing, what makes us hoes is the fact that we smash everything that moves? 
it's the same thing. Well, without the smash everything that moves, that's an added fact. That's an, you know a plus. But the thing about him always looking for a bigger, better deal, always just doing stuff that he can't be trusted. Like you, are, oh, if you if a woman leaves her man around her girls and she come back an hour later, she can't guarantee that the room won't smell funny. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Women know when they men a hoes too because they'll say something like, hey, could you please not try to smash my friend? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Can a yeah. person be a can, can can a person be a hoe and a good person at the same time? Absolutely. Nobody said anything about their heart. We're just mm-hmm. talking about how they move in the streets. Yeah. But I think we all grow out of our wholeness because every man has been a whole. We all went through times where we was trying to nail everything moving. And then we come to a place where we don't want that anymore, right? Why can't we have that same faith and belief for women with us? Okay. <laughs> Ooh, let's get up out of here, folks. Let's check them out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this has been enough. <laughs> What have I gotten us into? I don't know. You try to get everybody caught up, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this has been another installment of the Justice League podcast. I have been the last of the Dohicans. The last of the Dohicans, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I can't wait to see next week's name, boy. I'll tell you what. It's um, always a good time. But yes, please follow the movement. We will be here. If you are, like I said, if you are a part of CT's Patreon, you will be seeing this Monday night, as early as Monday night. Have yep. it all day Tuesday, and if you team Doughboy, you're going to see that first thing Wednesday. Look, before Wednesday. we get out of here, let's come up with a better name for your fan base, man. Like, okay. I don't, So my people are Team CT, okay? So yeah. your Doughboy, I don't want you to have Team Doughboy because that's too much like mine, mm-hmm. but, like, what would it be? Like a donation? Ooh, ooh donation. That's double entendre. Double donation. entendre. That's wordplay. Donation. donation. Yeah, donation, and you can make a donation, donation to be in donation. Come on, man. That, there we go. The donation. Come on, come on, man. And sometimes when it's that simple, you ain't gotta force it. You ain't gotta force it. Shout out to the donation. Ooh, the donation. Ooh, I like that. Come I, on, man. I, Success, I like ladies yes. and gentlemen. We out. We are. At-